Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Bucks game is over. And now... It's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. The most important thing, we trust one another. What happened, we trust one another, and uh, that's why we came up with uh, the win. The head coach. Um, you know, we're just going to have to be more disciplined. He's going to have to be more disciplined. And the fans. We have some talented players, no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to compete at this level of the NBA with what we have going on. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post-game show. Presented by Palermo Screamin' Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Now, here's Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Bucks win their sixth straight tonight over the Magic. I'm sorry, over the Mavericks. 122-107, looking ahead a little bit too early. Ryan Horvat filling in tonight. For Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with the mayor, Mitch Ross, and Evan Heffelfinger, who will be taking your calls tonight, 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1057FM, the fan. Find us there on Facebook as well. Welcome into the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show, presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza, right here at 1057FM, the fan. 122-107, Bucks winners over the Mavs tonight. Outscoring the Mavs in the paint 80-26 to tonight. Dallas did shoot pretty well from three-point land. They had 22 threes. But the Bucks just get it done in the paint tonight. Giannis plus 25 on the floor. 29 points tonight. 17 rebounds. Five assists for Giannis. Ryan Horvath along with the Mayor Mitch Ross. It's been a busy week for the Bucks. A lot to talk about. Uh, the trade deadline yesterday. Obviously, the Bucks make one last splash. Pick up Nico Miritich. Former Chicago Bull, former Pelican, pretty solid in the playoffs last year. Shoots pretty well from three-point land, pretty streaky. Underrated uh, help defender, uh, pretty tough, and an excellent defensive rebounder. Mitch, your thoughts on the pickup of Nico Miritich? Two days ago, we were literally breaking down the pickup of Stanley Johnson. Yeah, and you probably asked me, oh, is there any big moves coming tomorrow? And I said no, probably. I remember uh, seeing a tweet, and it was like, man, that face when you want Nico, and you end up getting Stanley Johnson, and I was like, man, I kind of feel the same way, but I'm going to make myself like this uh, move. So I was like, well, at least Stanley Johnson, no playoff time. Solid uh, perimeter defender. But, But you know, it just gets better, all right? I mean, you get turn Thonmaker into Nico Miritich, which is incredible. And and I think, you know, he's a guy that's – as we heard all day today, he's going to stretch the floor for you regardless. And I think the most important thing is regardless of whether or not he is actually shooting. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys are just going to respect, you know, sometimes two guys on the court are just going to respect his shot. So it's just going to do nothing but provide a spacing for Giannis and, and Bledsoe. Um, you, you may see some of those jumbo lineups too down the stretch that we haven't really seen as much lately mm-hmm. with like Giannis at the three, Nico at the four, and Lopez at the five with like Middleton as the two. 
And Brogdon has the one. I mean, that's a gigantic five men on the floor. I know there's so many out. I mean, there's just so many possibilities. Yeah, it just opens up a lot of stuff. Who do you think loses out on minutes? I know I asked that question when Stanley Johnson was coming over, and I don't really know why because I don't think Stanley well, Johnson was going I'm to. guessing Urson doesn't play very much once once uh, once Nico is, has arrived with the team, which we don't have, don't believe we have any confirmation on when he will be with the team. Wasn't with them tonight, uh, I think John Horst said. I read, in, I read in Matt Velasquez's today. article on Journal Sentinel, uh, jsonline.com, that he was going to meet with John Horst in Milwaukee today, so the, Horst was not in Dallas tonight. And um, but no word whether or not he'll play tomorrow. So, well, he's been injured, but I'm wondering how much of that injury has been because the Pelicans were looking to package him, you know. So I don't know if they were sitting him or being cautious with him. I know he was a little bit banged up, so I wouldn't expect to see him tomorrow night. Maybe they play the Bulls Monday night, I believe. Maybe get a little uh, Nico Miritich revenge game against the Chicago Bulls. But tonight, one twenty-two, one hundred seven. Bucks pick up the victory over the Mavericks. Forty-one wins now for the Bucks this season. Forty-one and thirteen. Their 18th win away from the Pfizer Forum uh, on the road, 414-799-1250. So a big game tonight between the Bucks and the Mavs because, in my opinion, I uh, I thought this was going to be a letdown game, to tell you guys the truth. Bucks were favored by 7.5 points. Chris Middleton sits out tonight due to um, – I, 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 I uh, find this kind of strange in the NBA, the load management thing. I just wish there was a different way that we could describe it because every time well, I'm, they can't I'm like say a, rest because I'm like that's, a third that's grader, against the, the rules to say rest. Load management makes me giggle for some reason. I don't know why, but it's just well, yeah. I see what they're doing there um, with Chris Middleton tonight playing a back to back. Obviously, I I would figure Giannis is probably going to sit here soon. Maybe tomorrow night. Uh, maybe against Chicago. I think against Chicago would be a perfect perfect time to give Giannis some rest. Uh, especially so Lowry Markin and then has forty points that night. Do you think? He had, I think, 30 tonight or something like that. The Bulls knocked off the Bulls Nets. Bulls somehow beat the Nets in Brooklyn. Yeah, so tonight a big win for the Bucks, in my opinion. Another nice road victory in a game where it's easy to let up in a night like tonight. You're playing on a Friday night on the road. You're back home tomorrow night. So I was expecting the Bucks to, you know, maybe like edge one out, win by two or three points. But no, they took care of business. Came out in the first half. They were leading by 13 at the half, 64-51 over the Mavs. Giannis had 16 points. Brogdon was in double figures with 10. They were shooting 53% from the floor, but only 30% from three-point land. But they just dominated in the paint all night long. Let's go inside the box score. How did tonight's game add up? Let's go inside the box score. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and commercial audio video. Simply done right. ABCAudioVideo.com. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Bucks win the night for the 41st time this season, 122-107 over the Mavs. Giannis leads the way once again in 31 minutes, 13 and 19 from the floor, 1 of 3 from three-point land, 2 of 2 from the charity stripe, 17 rebounds, 5 assists, a block, 3 turnovers, 3 fouls, 29 points tonight. For Giannis, another MVP performance. Brooke Lopez, 27 minutes tonight, 8 of 14 from the floor, 2 of 6 from 3, 2 of 2 from the foul line, 6 boards, 2 assists. He had a block, 2 turnovers, plus 16 on the floor. Brooke Lopez goes off for 20 tonight. Eric Bledsoe plays 27 minutes, 7 of 13 from the floor, 4 of 7 from 3. Continues to shoot well. 3 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 turnovers, 
18 points tonight for Bledsoe, 18 for Brogdon, who goes 9 of 14 from the floor. Yeah, Brogdon was getting to the rack tonight. Six rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Tony Snell plays 20 minutes, goes 2 of 6 from the floor, 0 of 4 from three-point land. Four points tonight for Snell, two assists, and a rebound. DJ Wilson, 21 minutes, 1 of 6 from the floor, 1 of 4 from three. Two of four from the charity stripe, four rebounds and assists, two blocks, and five points. So DJ Wilson, despite not his best shooting night, one of six from the floor, one of four from three, still does some good things tonight. Two blocks, an assist, and four rebounds. Uh, Ilya Sova tonight, nineteen minutes, two of four from the uh, two of four from the field, four of four from the charity stripe, four rebounds, eight points for Ilya Sova. Let's see here as we go down the list. Uh, George Hill tonight, 22 minutes, 2 of 4 from the floor. He scores 4 points, has 2 steals on the defensive end, 2 assists, 2 rebounds. And Sterling Brown plays 28 minutes tonight, 4 of 8 from the floor, 2 of 4 from 3. 5 boards, 3 assists, 10 points, gets in double figures. And then uh, Planet Pat plays 18 minutes tonight, 2 of 5 from the floor. He finishes the game with four points tonight, plus nine on the floor. So the starting lineup gets it done tonight for the Bucks. Once again, Giannis 29, Lopez 20, Bledsoe 18 and five assists, Brogdon 18 points, six rebounds, three assists, and then Tony Snell uh, gets you four points. Bucks tonight shoot 54% from the floor, 51 to 94 from the field, 27% just from three-point land. They were 10 of 36. 10 of 12 from the free throw line. They shoot 83% there. 51 boards, 25 assists to 12 turnovers tonight. So the Bucks do a pretty solid job taking care of the basketball. They win for the 41st time. They're 41 and 13 on the season, 13 and 9 away from the Pfizer Forum. A nice road victory on a Friday night heading into the weekend. First game of a back-to-back, and they get it done. Just no let up for this team, and I continue to be amazed. You're looking at an uh, NBA basketball team. I mean, look at today. I mean, just there's there's just so much parity. You look right now, and the Phoenix Suns are beating Golden State 90-84 to with 10.55 in the fourth quarter. And I know the yeah, Warriors have been there. Yeah, they're not going to win that game, but. I'll make a quick little bet with you. You want to throw <laughs> five bucks? Uh, n- I'll take the you, live you will Suns take... right now. I'll take the Suns to win that game. See, I don't do spreads. I don't do that No, I'll stuff. just take them straight up. Straight up, five bucks? Yep, five bucks. The Suns win that game. Yeah. Okay, fine. It's a couple tackles on on the way home. Right. Or maybe even uh, you could stop over at Pick and Save and get yourself a Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. There you go. Or any other type of craft product. But that's just my point, is that the Bucks continue to take care of business, beat the teams that they should, beat the tough teams, and there's just there's never a let-up. I don't want to jinx it. I mean, they're playing the first of a back-to-back, so I'll knock on some wood right now. But another win tonight, 122-107. What I want to get to tonight, 4-4, 799-1250. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit here on the station, obviously, with the trade deadline, but... Bucks make the move. They get Nico Miritich. Tobias Harris goes over to Philadelphia. And then a move that I really like for Toronto is they Philly looked pretty good tonight. Philly beat Denver tonight. So, um, yeah, I'll have to live with that one for for a day. But um, Well, the big talk is about Philadelphia is they sacrificed their bench. Yeah, and, well, they picked up James Ennis, who, I mean, he's all right. You know, he is what he is. Uh, I, I think with Philly... Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler are kind of the same player offensively. Mm -hmm. So I I would kind of watch that. And another guy to take the ball away from Jimmy. He doesn't like that. No, he doesn't like that very much. So that's that's my concerns for... 
This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Let's get tonight's wrench and go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest priced auto parts around. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. Bucks win tonight, longest win streak in the NBA, extends to six games, 122-107 over the Mavs. Up next, a date with the Orlando Magic tomorrow night back home at the Pfizer Forum. Time now to get your drive of the game, courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Well, Giannis had a nice uh, nice game overall, but obviously he had, he had one play here in the fourth quarter where he just kind of really showed his dominance on the night. Giannis! Giannis! How about that? Time out, Rick Carlisle. He's seen enough of Giannis. Highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Once Absolutely again, unstoppable. 29 points, 13 and 19 from the floor. He's just unstoppable in the paint. There's literally no, no there's nothing you could he do about it. He's kind of hitting another gear here these last three or four games. He's feeling himself right now. The yeah, other night I mean, when he shouted he was the MVP, you just He must saw be it. hearing the noise finally, you know, of the MVP conversation. And um had a nice stare know, down the night after a dunk. Maybe he just realized he's the all-star game captain. Gall darn it. 414-799-1250. We go out to the phone lines to talk to Dennis in Kenosha. Dennis, what's up, man? Oh man, I this is just incredible, dude. I was uh talking to the screener about, you know, at a more macro level mm-hmm. of the situation of professional sports in Wisconsin. If your third best team is an Aaron Rodgers led Packers team, you're sitting pretty good. Like nobody enjoys more than usual SBC and the Brewers down the stretch just beat up on the Cubs and take the all the way to the NLCS and now the Bucks here with Giannis. Like you've got transcendent players multiple in some cases, on each one of our teams. You go to Dallas in a place that's kind of been a house of horrors for you in recent years, and you win by 15 points without your clear-cut number two guy. Right. Giannis is just impeccable, and he's got, what did he have, 17 boards tonight? 17 boards, yep. It, it's incredible, dude. Like, honestly, we're we're so blessed at, at picking up Miritich at the deadline like this, and who knows what we're going to do in the buyout market. Like, man, we got a roster spot to fill, and – even if we fill it, is that guy even going to get run? That's how deep this team is. It's, it really is incredible. Yeah, they had 10 or 11 guys that played over 16 minutes once again tonight. I mean, you look at the starting lineup, and everybody's scoring in double figures outside of Tony Snell once again tonight. You know, DJ, not his best shooting night, but did the little things. Dennis, let me ask you a quick question. Who do you think won the trade deadline? Was it the Bucks with Nico? So, I was listening to the Lockdown Podcast mm-hmm. with Eric and Frank. And- yeah. You know, they they made a really good point that is is Miritich the best player out of the three? No, you could argue he's probably the worst player out of the three. But in each of those situations, when you peel back the layers, mm-hmm. like, honestly, he fits our identity. There's going to be no transition with as far as chemistry or, or what we're trying to do or anything like that. With Gasol going to Toronto, like, man, Valanciunas, I know he was banged up, but he was playing really well for them. And, and you know, it's a minor upgrade. Plus, yeah, he could stretch the floor for him a little better than maybe Valanciunas could. But, you know, Valanciunas was younger. He was getting up and down the floor, which is kind of what they wanted to do. And Tobias Harris, yeah, if you look at their starting five on paper, you know, Philly should win the East. But remember when Brooklyn had that starting five? How would that work out? Like, it's not always about 
having the A plus A plus starting five. Plus, once you get past that starting five and you get even their sixth man, who are you talking? TJ McConnell? Like, dude, right. this is not. They're not ready to. None of the teams in the East, honestly, frankly, if you simulated the rest of this season and the playoffs ten times, how many times do the Bucks get to the finals? Seven, eight. I like the confidence. We're set. Oh, give me a reason not to be confident. No, I'm completely with you. Best team in the NBA with with a guy that can stretch the floor. He's not great defensively, but he's not a sieve either. And when you've got Giannis flying around there, swatting shots, and Brooke Lopez, and just man, everything you turned. You turned Delhi Henson into George Hill and Pick, and yeah, then you yeah. went around and you turned a disgruntled Thon maker and a bunch of second rounders that you picked up all these French second rounders during the season. Anyways, you basically created Nikola Mirotic. I mean, talk about having a plan, right? Right. Yeah, the plan is to listen to Gillespie because he's been telling people to hammer the Bucks plus ten, and uh, it's like a part-time job at this point, guys. No, it is. It's just guaranteed money. It's guaranteed money every single night. You take the Bucks; they're going to cover the spread. They're the best team against the spread in the entire NBA right now. But I like the point that he makes, and, and that's the, that's what I'm going to agree with. Thanks for with, the call, Dennis. With the pickup with Miritich. The difference is there's only one basketball to go around in Philadelphia. I know everybody's saying that, but it's the truth, man. With yeah. Jimmy Butler, he likes to play with the ball in his hands. Tobias likes to play with the ball in his hands. Ben Simmons Embiid's, needs the ball in his hands. Ben Simmons needs the ball in his hands, and he can't shoot. So well, that's he, my point. he doesn't he, really he scare me on the perimeter. He's he's not he's not attracting defenders necessarily unless he has the ball in his hands. Right. So you know he's not he's not that's what I said it the other night. I don't think he's that good. I, so then look at what you know look what you do with Gasol. What you add with Toronto, and that's a great point. He's a little bit older. Why I love the Meritich pickup so much. He's going to be streaky. There's going to be a night where he's going to go one for eight, one for nine, and he's going to have three points for sure. But he is. A better defender than a lot of people think. He's a great defensive rebounder, and he plays hard every night, and he plays with a level of toughness that yeah, you don't really expect. I don't think I realized how tough the guy was until I heard someone mention it earlier today, and I kind of thought about it. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's he's got a little nifty little post game too. He's got some, you know, he's got some moves. Well, the reason you don't think he's tough is because we have this false well, narrative. European, anytime, yeah. yeah, anytime anybody comes over from overseas, well, Giannis like, well, is European and he's pretty tough. That's true. Things are changing a little bit. I think Luka Doncic is actually pretty tough. He is. You know, the days of Dino Raja, Tony Kukoc, Sasha Danilovic are over. These guys come over, they're ready to play. It used to be if you drafted a guy from Europe, you didn't know if you'd ever have him. You'd stock him in Europe for like two yeah. or three years. You didn't even know if he was ever going to come over. You kind of just took a chance. But why I like the Miritich pickup is because you don't have to draw anything up for him like you do with Tobias Harris. Like, if he's he's not going to feel left out if he's not getting plays called for him, you know, after timeout plays or... You know, you're not looking for him. Things of that such. Like, he's going to fit into his role. There's going to be a night where you're going to need him to go out and get you 24. Then there's going to be a night where Giannis is going to have 45 points, Middleton's going to have 20, and you don't need scoring outside of that. And Meritich is completely fine with playing that role. Yeah. I don't know if Tobias Harris is going to be okay with that. I would think maybe. Uh, Gasol's getting a little bit older in his career, so you think he's playing for a title because he's been stuck in Memphis. And that's been, that needed to be blown up like three years ago. And then the Celtics stand pat. Well, and, and they, tra- they trade Gasol, and they didn't even really, you know, they get Valanchunas, Memphis, that is, and it's just they didn't hardly get any picks out of that or any. Right. You so know, you, you, it's kind of just I don't know. By Boston not doing anything, what they're saying is we're all in for Anthony Davis, even though his his dad came out and said I don't want him playing in Boston, even though Anthony Davis is I'm going to go eighty percent. I'm sure that he's going to be a Laker when it's all said and done. Boston's going to go all in. I can't say I blame them. They got all those draft picks. 
The Gordon Hayward thing's not really working out. We'll see what he looks like next year. I know that's kind of a two-year injury. Let's go out to one more phone call before we get to a break and uh, talk to Andy. Andy, what's up? Hello? Hey, what's Andy. up, Andy? Hey, um, so I'm, I'm leaving the game out of Dallas right now. Oh, so, nice. Uh, it's, like, it's like the first game in five years that I've seen that they've actually won out here. It's like they're not, for, the, for once and for all, they're not actually getting out coached. So it's, it's nice to see somebody that actually knows. How Andy, to did you go to the game last year? Yeah, I did. That was, was the game where the Mavericks were two and fourteen, and the Bucks were, you know, right around five hundred or whatever they were. The Mavericks were yeah, two was, and fourteen, and they incredibly, yeah, it was incredibly painful to watch. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. Andy, do you so live I'm in not, Dallas? Yeah, I do. So I, I'm, I'm from Wisconsin. I grew up in Wisconsin, and I moved out here, and uh, and and for once, like I'm, I'm at the game, and there's there, there's a, a, a decent amount of Bucks fans around. So uh, it was it was nice to see that. Nice. And uh, one guy actually was walking up. He's like, "You're just a Giannis fan." I'm like, "We are at the LeBron stage now." So like, it, 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 I've, I've been here since the like, since I was since I was born. Like, I've been watching. I mean, like, like early on, I watched the box with the Monta Ellis, the mm-hmm. Brandon Jennings, that whole stage there. So yeah. I mean, like the 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 early on stages of the of my life. Some uh, some dark days right there. Yeah. So you deserve so. this. You deserve this, Andy. Yeah. Uh what is uh what's it like nationally out there? What's you guys starting to get some um what if it, what do people think about the Bucks like when Giannis's name get gets brought up? Is it still like mostly LeBron, KD? I know you said you, you know Giannis is starting to get some recognition finally, but what's it like when you hear yeah. the Bucks out there? Anything? So, so out, in, out in Dallas it's a it's a transient city, so there's a lot of people from from, from pretty much everywhere just because of the economy. Mm-hmm. So um I'm 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 surrounded by people from, you know, pretty much everywhere at my at my job but um people have a high respect for the box for once and we were down in um, austin recently and people were just complimenting Giannis. my brother had a, a Giannis t-shirt on and people were just you know had really nice things to say about him so like he's got a pretty high degree of respect around here and around and around nationally when i go around so that's really cool uh, it's nice to see, yeah awesome thanks for the phone call andy glad Thank you enjoyed you. the game glad you got to see a win because as you said, Dallas hasn't yeah, been very was, friendly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get over that loss last year. That just – I was not the same person after that game. Well, you got 41 wins under your belt this year, 41-13. Yeah, and 13. Yeah, that's true. Bucks win 122-107. We're going to get to a quick break, but first I want to give the X Factor of the game thanks to Brian and Stratton College, Bobcats Athletics. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. I'm going to go with Malcolm Brogdon tonight. 26 minutes, 9-14 from the floor plus 18 on the floor, 18 points, three assists, six boards, five of those on the defensive end for Malcolm Brogdon. He'll be your X-Factor of the game. In a Bucks 122-107 win over the Mavericks. Orlando Magic coming to town tomorrow night. 414-799-1250, still time to hop on. Who won the trade deadline? Was it the Bucks? Was it the 76ers? Maybe the Celtics by Stan and Pat? Maybe they do end up getting Anthony Davis? Call us, let us know here on The Fan. We know you can do that. Gattison and Akubo. You're listening to the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. <laughs> what play had you screaming? Brought to you by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Premium Frozen Products and Kraft Pizzas. Bucks pick up the win tonight. 122-107 over the Mavs. 41-13 on the season. 18-9 away from the Pfizer Forum. Back home 
tomorrow night against the Orlando Magic. Oh, looky here. Golden State 119, Phoenix 107. I know. I got a little too excited there for my guys in Phoenix. I was DeAndre ex- Ayton had a big game, though. I was expecting them to pull that one out. That's the thing with the world. Well, I saw Draymond when I when I made that bet with you. Draymond had just gotten ejected. But it is what All it right, is. You had some insider information. Okay. <laughs> 122-107, time now to get to our screaming play of the game. So right out of halftime, Bucks put the uh, proverbial clamps down on the on the Mavericks. A couple of quick buckets, forcing a timeout from Rick Carlisle. Threes in this game. Long pass ahead, right on the hands of Lopez. Giannis, I'm telling you what, that was Aaron Rodgers right there. He put it right on the mitts. What a pass. Big fella to big fella. Yes, sir. Highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Giannis, 29 points tonight, a block, five assists, 17 rebounds. He's just a monster, man. 13 and 19 from the floor. So efficient. Brooke Lopez, a solid night, 8 of 14 from the floor. Eric Bledsoe, 7 of 13 from the floor. Malcolm Brogdon, 9 of 14 from the floor. And the Bucks just dominated in the paint. Evan Heffelfinger's here tonight with us. Evan, what are your thoughts on the Bucks at the trade deadline? They did exactly what I wanted. You wanted Miritich, didn't you? I wanted – well, I did. I Didn't I call it on Wednesday, too? I said I wanted Miritich, or maybe that was off air, but – Well, you guys have I, all been talking about this for two years now, though, Miritich coming over. I wanted a shooter off the bench. That was what I wanted. I wanted someone who could replace Ursan because Ursan really hasn't been great offensively for the whole season. I wanted it's a been big, even worse defensively. Except for those charges, and except I love the charges, charges. But he just – he can't stay in front of a fence post these days. I wanted a wing or a big. And now that we're into the buyout market, I want a big that can't shoot, that's going to sit in the paint and just put his hands up and defend and rebound. Oh, Robin Lopez. I want Robin Lopez so bad it's not even funny. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I, I've been saying, though, people have been saying about that all year, and I just, I the locker room chemistry, I'm a little worried. I don't know. With Robin Lopez? Yeah. I think that'd be His hilarious. Him and, him and Brooke, I, I know they're just goofing around, but I just, I don't know. Oh, get out of here. It's not Undertaker and Kane. The last thing I need is for them to go at it and practice or something, and somebody has a I don't, broken orbital socket. I don't think you have to worry about it. I, don't, I For some reason, I don't think the Bulls are buying him out. I think he's finishing out the season, because why, be, well, why would he be playing First right of all, now? Robin wants to go to the Warriors. And you want, Yeah, well, he wants a ring. But if you want a ring, I mean, yeah, come right here to Milwaukee. You're right, 122-107, Bucks get the dub tonight. And the trade deadline. So once again, yeah, I uh, love the move for Meritich, which is kind of crazy because when I was interning, uh, when I was fresh out of college, got to intern for the Chicago Bulls for a while. And one of my first assignments, I did Bulls Media Day, and then uh, I did the uh, press conference where Nico Meritich came over to the United States for the first time to join the Bulls. And he came over with Paul Gasol. The Bulls had signed Gasol and Meritich, and they were like, man, this is going to be a great pickup because Gasol could kind of teach Meritich, uh, you know, the culture. Obviously, when you come over to the country, that's one thing, and just the NBA game. And I'm not going to lie, I was kind of frustrated watching uh, Nico that first year and a half just because he was so inconsistent. But, I mean, that's a tough transition to make. Yeah. It's crazy when, I, like, that's why, I, like, when I watch, like, Luka Doncic, I'm like, I forget he's a rookie, and then this is all new to him. I mean, I know he's been playing professional organized basketball for a long time. You see what Luka said, was it earlier today? What's that? It's easier to score in the NBA than it is over in Europe. 
Which is crazy, isn't it? Because yeah, I that's, rem- that's that's going to get people fired up on the interwebs. It's nuts because the knock on European or basketball overseas, just in general, was they played no defense. Because remember, I'm going back to like when Tony Kukoc and Dino Raja were coming over. They just didn't understand how to defend, and that's why they're get not getting run at times. Like they are great offensively. Jeez, you are old. I am getting up there. <laughs> I am getting up there. Let's get back out to the phone lines. Tony also leaving the game. Tony, what's up, brother? Hey guys, I'm here in Dallas. Just left the game. Great game. A lot of Bucks fans there. Almost like a Packer-type crowd. Definitely, wow. uh, Yeah, definitely a lot of momentum. Took a couple of pictures with Giannis before the game with my stepson at the hotel. Nice. So, Bucks, uh, solid solid victory all the way around. Um, I think the addition of Miritich will definitely off the bench. That's My only concern right now would be the Bucks bench. They take Giannis out. It seems like, you know, we lose the momentum. But, hey, great! it's great to be a Bucks fan. Just calling you from Dallas. Just letting you know. Go Bucks, go! Tony, you from Dallas, or did you travel for the game? Oh yeah, I, I'm from Dallas. I'm from Milwaukee, but I went to college down here in Dallas. So nice. Go to every Packer, Cowboy, or Packer um, Bucks game, anything like that when they're in town. Nice. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with them on, and that's why I do like the Meritich pickup because, like you said, you could go with the big lineup. And then I feel like if your second unit is well, led by you, George you, Hill you, and Nico Meritich. In the yeah. playoffs, I mean, I hate the like, George Hill's been playing better of late too, so I'm, 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 I'm okay with him. I hate cliches, but like, playoff experience is so huge. Like, you need those veterans. Yeah. And Miritich, I mean, not that he is has a tremendous amount of playoff experience, but had, was pretty good in the playoffs last year. As the Pelicans actually won a playoff series, lost yeah. some money on that one as they knocked off uh, Portland and just completely. Drew Holiday shut down. Um, Damian Lillard, it was kind of ridiculous. But Nico played really good. And that's that level of toughness that I'm talking about. And just that playoff experience is huge. You got George Hill and Nico in that second unit. Because was that, was that your biggest fear here the uh, last couple of weeks? Like for the well, Bucs, if just, you had to have one, was bench scoring? I think not necessarily bench scoring. Well, yeah, I mean, in general. kind of indirectly bench scoring. But I think you were you were putting a lot of stock and a lot of faith into DJ Wilson as much as we like him over here. Mm-hmm. On the pick and save Milwaukee Pro post game show, and Sterling Brown, who guys, you know, I have big plans for this year, but it's like, still, yeah, I mean, when 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 that gets playoff atmospheres and everything, trusting those guys who, you know, DJ is basically a rookie. Mm-hmm. Sterling is, you know, an extremely inexperienced second year player. I mean, you know, now that alleviates those guys quite a bit. Uh, certainly, DJ Wilson, who, you know. At the end of the day, again, do we do we really trust him to score 16 points in a huge game like he did against the Raptors and to do that in the playoffs? In the playoffs? I don't know. But Nico, he'll get you 16, no problem. Exactly, in the playoffs. Then Say that again, Evan. I'm going to stay out of that conversation. Yeah, yeah you better. Turn your mic off. <laughs> I was going to say, he's in control of you staying out of that <laughs> conversation. But, no, I mean, that's a great point. Even in the playoffs, if a guy like Sterling is struggling, let's say game one and two, and you have a guy like George Hill – you know, I don't know about Miritich as a leader um, in the locker room. I think he's a good teammate. I don't know if he's a leader or anything like that. But when you have a guy like George Hill, like let's say Sterling's turning the ball over on multiple trips down the floor or something, just to have that veteran that can kind of take you aside and say, here's what you're doing. Because in the playoffs, I mean, the way the teams defend is just completely different. Yeah, I always joke around and I'm like, the regular season doesn't matter because nobody plays defense until the playoffs, which isn't Well, nobody, com- I mean, it's, it's not that they don't play defense. It's just that they, they, they have a well thought out game plan for you. Right. You know what I mean? So that's obviously there should be a little bit of concern if you're a Bucks fan that way because 
You know, some of those games where they just crash the paint against Giannis, and that's and, and, and honestly, every team does it. Every team tries to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, not every team is successful every night. You know, you've only seen maybe a handful of games this year that they've been successful. Um, but yeah, I, I think that you know, plus you play multiple games in the same week against each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. I mean, scoring can really kind of bog down a little bit. Yeah, scoring is tough in the playoffs, and that's why the Bucks. I mean, they're already a great defensive team. Now you add more scoring on that bench, which is just huge. Because like you said, that's the one thing that does scare me is that teams are going to obviously scheme for Giannis. They're going to try to take the basket away from him. And that's why you're going to need another huge playoff uh, run from Chris Middleton, not just a playoff series, hopefully, this year, which I wouldn't expect. But I think Middleton's going to come up big in the playoffs, and I think the addition of Miritich is huge. Um, George Hill, obviously I keep bringing up that pickup because I really like the whole combo guard thing that he could guard a one and a two because I love Eric Bledsoe, but if Eric Bledsoe does have a rough night off and you have George Hill to go to, I mean, just the depth on this team, like look at it tonight. I'm, it's a great problem when I'm thinking in my head like of rotations and I'm like worried about guys losing out on minutes. I was telling Evan, I love Sterling Brown, but in the playoffs I might trust Tony Snell more. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I joke around about Tony Snell a lot. Because he kind of drives me nuts. He'll have that night where he goes like 0 for 4. And then for some reason, every once in a while, he'll put up like 7 or 8 field goal attempts. And you'll be like, why are you doing this when it's not your game? But in the playoffs, I don't know. I mean, he's just a veteran. He's got experience where I love Sterling. But I want to see him um, perform in big game environments before I trust him in a 7-game series yeah. to get serious run. Let's get one more phone call in and then hit a break. Uh, Dan Racine, what's up, Dan? Fellas, um, just a little tidbit for you in case you're uh, gambling on this team lately. Um, I kind of caught it at, at probably the first couple weeks into the season where I knew something was good about them. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, 31 of their 41 wins, not double. to mention they never have back-to-back losses, are by double digits. Yep. And today, for example, um, I think I've seen the lowest was Dallas by se- or Bucks by seven or eight, giving eight or seven. Then nobody and everybody's taking. Everybody was taking Dallas. Yep. Everyone, if you were on the line, you were. They, everybody was pushing. Dallas will win this game. Dallas will be, they might not win, but they're going to cover. Dude, nobody covers against this team. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's almost like a part-time job right now. And then I got one question before I leave. What's up? Who's the backup to Lopez for us? Because that's the only part that I, I'd like to see him swing like some kind of, you know, just a body to throw in there once in a while. Just in case playoff time comes around. I know they were talking uh, Moose was going to come back maybe. I think that might be okay. But what do we got for a backup on Lopez? Yeah, I mean, and that's that's great. Thanks for the phone call, Dan. I'm looking at that right now, and I'm I thinking would say it's DJ Wilson. It's going to be point. it's going to be DJ, and then you're going to have lineups where I mean, Miritich is six foot ten. He's not a center by any means. He's no. he, he's a stretch four. It's just at, at the end of the day, and I'll say this to Evan, other side of the glass. I mean, I, I just as far as a backup center, at the end of the day in the postseason, it's about going small, and Brooks only going to be playing 15 minutes a game probably. They're going to scheme him out. Yeah, he'll, right. he'll get schemed out, you know, so we're not going to have to worry about it in the postseason. I still wouldn't mind adding a big, especially on a buyout deal. And I, yeah, I, I, I mean, just feel okay, like... I see, fine, veteran minimum, great. Pick somebody up, DeAndre Jordan, I'd, I'd be in tears if we got him. And I know this isn't 1998, but... but I just like the idea of somebody that you could use hard fouls with, that you could put in and say, okay, let's say you're playing against, let me get a good example Where's here. Where's Charles Oakley when you need him? Now, okay, let's say, for example, now Toronto, finally for the first time in eight years, they don't have to rely on Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan getting them buckets in the fourth quarter. I keep bringing that Those up. Those guys are terrible. So now you have, well, uh, yeah, I mean, now you got a guy like Kawhi Leonard who could get you that grown man bucket and get in the paint. So when you have a center or a big, 
like a Robin Lopez that could use up quick three, four fouls. I just think that's huge. You're not giving up easy buckets. I don't want to use those fouls. I don't want good at fouling people. I don't want Giannis staying on the court in the fourth quarter with ten minutes to go with four or five fouls. Is the problem? If you do get in foul trouble in the playoffs when everybody is playing hard and defending, and you get Giannis with four or five, or Miritich picks up those three quick fouls that he's known to do, then you're in trouble. So that's why I do like the addition of a big, if possible. I don't want to reach and just bring in another. Jason Smith type. A name that they mentioned on the big show today was Marcin Gortat, which I don't know if I'd want him in that locker room, but at the same time, I can't deny that if you want a hard foul, Gortat is going to give you a hard foul. I'm torn on Gortat because I like his game. I just don't know what he's like inside the locker room. You've seen it in Washington, but I don't know how much of that is John Wall. When those two were blowing up on each other last year and Bradley Beal just put the towel over his head and was like, you two, I got to get out of here, man. (laughs) So I would love Gortat, though. I, I don't know how Gortat would feel about playing 10 to 11 minutes a night though i think he still in his mind thinks he's probably at least playing like 22 to 25 minutes a night that's why i'd still want robin lopez i, I think he would buy into the role a little bit more yeah. and anything because well, he's I, barely played already this year on a well th- that might just be the bulls not knowing what they're doing but i would do anything in my power to get out of the city of chicago <laughs> and I, I actually did that but if i was a robin lopez i would even though the bulls were 125 106 winners over the nets story of the night though bucks 122 107 winners over the dallas mavericks they're now 41 and 13 on the season back in action tomorrow night against the orlando magic we're going to take a quick break we still got time for you to jump on with us 414-799-1250 when we come back we'll hear from coach bud on the fan Who's banged up on the Bucks? Once I felt I could put weight on it, I was like, I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. Bucks win once again tonight, 18 and 9 on the road. 18 wins away from home. 41 and 13 on the season. 122-107 winners once again tonight over the Dallas Mavericks. Time now to check the injury report from McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. Chris Middleton sits out tonight due to load management. Other than that, really no injuries for this Bucks team, and that's why they stay hot. 122-107 winners once again tonight. Let's get back out to the phone lines. Let's go to North Carolina. Talk to my man, Justin. We're Actually, efforting him right now. There we're we efforting now we Justin on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Justin, what's up, man? What's going on, man? How are we doing tonight? Doing great, man. This team is just ridiculous, are they not? Hey, man, ridiculously good, man. This is just <laughs> insane, man. Like, winning games without Bledsoe, without Middleton. It's like, God, insert guy here. This team, this system is great. Uh, we, we are a uh, phenomenal team. Those Dallas guys are talking about being on the road. You know, I go to all the game, a lot of games on the road. I'm going mm-hmm. to come up and maybe go to the Pfizer Forum this year. But it is insane. It reminds me of when the Packers were on their Super Bowl push where it's 30 40% fans and they're talking about, like the guy said, that you're you're just a Giannis fan. I'm like, no, buddy. I was in the crowd when Paul Pressy prayed for the Bucks. Please don't come for me when it comes <laughs> to the Bucks. But I saw your screen. It was like, who won the trade deadline? It's tough for me to say that. Here's why. We were already an A team, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't need anything. We really didn't. And then you add a guy like Miritich to our bench. We're now an A-plus team. I, I talked to my buddies out here, and they called me a homer. That's okay. I am a homer. I love the Bucks. I really believe this team shouldn't be afraid of anyone, and I believe they can beat anyone, including Golden State. But uh, in the buyout market, 
I want, like you guys are saying, Lopez, I want someone to set the attitude that knows if you push Giannis or any one of our other guys, well, we have multiple all-stars, push an all-star around or anybody else, he's going to come in and elbow or do something to let you know that he's there. Um, I, I mean, I'm just ecstatic, man. This is great. Looking forward to Orlando tomorrow night. Even when I'm on the road, when I don't call in, I listen. And when I can't listen, I listen to you guys on demand at 5 a.m. when I wake up out here because you guys are way better than North Carolina Sports Talk. Thanks, Justin. We appreciate that. Thank you, my man. Thank you. Thanks, Justin. Uh, So, you know, he made a Justin's been calling the show for years, by the way, and, you know. And that's what I love about this team right now, man, is everybody just deserves this so much. This Bucks team, you know, and, and they're well-liked, and that's what I'm saying. People are starting to recognize nationally. I know that we just keep bringing this up. Why aren't we getting respect, blah, blah, blah. We are, though. The Bucks are getting respect because you look at them right now, they're kind of becoming that, that team that you root for. Not that they're – I mean, they're underdogs, but they're not underdogs. Like, they're the Sacramento Kings team with, with Chris Webber and Vladi Divac that everybody was rooting for that got knocked out by the Lakers, like – Everybody's sick of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Everybody's sick of LeBron James. Kawhi Leonard lost some fans when he sat out an entire season and turned down a max deal, a super max deal, and left San Antonio. I feel like some people don't feel the same way about Kawhi anymore. I feel like people are starting to like the Bucks because Giannis is a well-liked dude. The other night, the All-Star Draft Selection Show, I keep saying this, we need to do a better job of marketing Giannis. He's going to be a superstar. He's already a superstar on the floor. Off the floor, I could see the dude being like a movie star. He's funny, he's got a great personality, and he's just a monster on the court. He should be the most marketable player in the whole NBA. I already like him more than LeBron James. Uh, with my first pick in the second round, I'm going with Anthony Davis. You sure you want him to be your teammate? Uh, I, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm very sure of that. <laughs> Isn't is, is that tempering? No, no. <laughs> Exactly, though. Guy's got a great personality. The joke everybody was thinking right there. And I like him, man, because there's just no soft in him either. Like, he'll joke with you, but then he'll dunk in your face. You don't care if you're LeBron James, if you're Kevin Durant. The dude just wants People to are hoop. sick of this dude, too, right, that we're looking at, Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant. Should we look up on our ABC audio, audio video flat panels? I actually just tweeted this. Maybe you guys could give us me a call. If there's any Kevin Durant fans out there, four and four seven nine nine twelve fifty. I'm like, does Durant have any fans left after this, man? It's like he's I think he fighting does. with it's teenage just, kids I like on him, the but, internet. I mean, whatever. He's a great player, but it's just he's he's kind of the A Rod of uh, Alex Rodriguez. It is not Aaron Rodgers. I just don't Alex think, Rodriguez of of basketball. I think you could give Giannis he's, the he's, super max. He's, he's he's the best player in the league, arguably top five player, but also the most thin skinned. Yeah, that's the thing, man. I think Giannis could make the $239 million. He could get all the endorsement deals. He could make all the money off the sneakers. He could win two titles, three titles, and I just don't see that. I don't think he changes. I don't think anything could change the guy, and that's what I like about him. Just seems like kind of a, a dude that you could hang out with and not just, you know, like I love Ke- I loved Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City. I, I even bought the KD brand. I had the sneakers, the shirts, everything. Then he went 7-26 to in Game 6 when they had a 3-1 lead on the Warriors. Then he blew it in Game 7. And then he leaves Russell Westbrook in the Thunder and goes and joins the team that just beat him, and I lost all respect. I get that you have to chase titles now, but you join the team that just knocked you out, and you're the reason that you got knocked out because you had a 3-1 lead. People forget about that. Everybody brings up uh, the Warriors blowing the 3-1 lead to LeBron James and the Cavs. People forget the Warriors were down 3-1 in that series to the Oklahoma City Thunder that year, and Durant completely choked in Game 6. But I'm excited. Uh, Like I said, I think Giannis could be the most marketable player in the NBA and also one of the best 
Let's go inside the locker room and hear what uh, Coach Budenholzer had to say following this one. Once again, 122-107 win over the Mavs. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit schneiderjobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. You know, good win on the road. Uh, Giannis, obviously, um, you know, tough to stop in the paint. And um, other guys stepped up and played well. They shot. You know, I think they made 22 threes tonight. And some guys that maybe you don't expect to, uh, to shoot as well as they did. So credit to them. Um, proud of the guys for finding a way to, you know, kind of stay with it and um, get a good win. Most games when the opposing team makes 22 threes, not a game that's going to go this well for you. Just what do you think? Was able to kind of keep you guys, you know, ahead. I think one of the assistants said we had 80 points in the paint. So I think, um, you know, we're kind of we're scoring at a really high rate in the paint, and um, they're scoring at a high rate from the three-point line. Sometimes that can obviously go against you, as you're alluding to. But I think tonight we had enough, um, and you know, we sprinkled in a few threes here and there. And I thought Bled's defense um, and a couple plays, a couple stretches where he just, you know, again he has those three, four consecutive plays, offense, defense, that just changed the momentum of the game. So, um, But to make 22 threes is a lot. In back-to-back situations, the past few that we've had, starters haven't had to play in the fourth quarter. Now they do deep into this one. Just kind of what is the mental test going to be going into tomorrow with Orlando sitting at home waiting? Yeah, you know, it's everybody has this on their schedule. Um, you know, let's get out of here and get back as fast as we can. And um, you know, fill our cups back up and get ready for a good team. Um, you know, it would be a great mental challenge for us. One of the biggest credits that the team won so far instead of uh, comparing to last year was the consistency, you know, playing on the road, especially in the West, not uh, able the team, you know, to arrive, you know, in uh, 50, 41 wins in 54 games instead of uh, 74 last year. Yeah, no, I mean, the way we've been able to go on the road and, um, you know, perform and um, it's, you know, we got to be more together, more focused, um, you know, kind of how do you react to adversity on the road and the guys have been great. There's a focus and a work ethic with our guys that um, I think give them a chance no matter where they're playing, home or road, it's been good. It seems like Giannis has gotten really comfortable with that kind of wing three-pointer. Is that something you guys are trying to, to get him to that sweet spot a little bit more? Um, no, I mean, I just, we're happy, you know, I'm happy that he's shooting it more, getting more comfortable. You know, I love, he, you know, he missed one and just, you know, I think next possession or two possession later, he shoots another and makes it. And, um, you know, as we've been saying from the whole year, we just, when he's open, we want him shooting with confidence. I'd love to get him some more corner threes, but he's in such an attack spot and, you know, he plays from the high quadrant and the top a lot. So, um, wherever we can get Giannis threes, uh, we want to continue to encourage it. In the fourth quarter, Burke, Burke had a couple plays where he banks in a three, but then he catches one three-point line and spins and makes a tough bucket driving. Just how much is his versatility? How much did it really affect you guys tonight and help you? Yeah, no, I mean, it's been, um, you know, to watch him evolve from kind of the start of the year where mostly just a ton of catch and shoots. And now he's, you know, I would say on a regular basis, putting the ball on the floor and making tough shots, tough baskets. You know, he has a way of creating contact and getting to the free throw line and, um, you know, the way teams are playing them, it's, uh, it's you know, it's, we talk about making a read. It's, you know, including you know, guys pressuring you, you drive it, and he's been great finishing. Behold our 
mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. Bucks 41 and 13 on the season. Time now for our eye on the enemy. We go over to the side of the Dallas Mavericks. They fall to 25 and 29 on the season, 19 and 8 at home. You know, the key stat that jumps off at me is they went 20, 22 of 53 from three point land. They shot 41%. And they weren't even really in the game. And they I mean, still got smashed tonight. So I what thought of that, that too. It's crazy. They shot 41% from the floor. But 41% from three. They made 22 three-pointers. Shot 53 of them. Everybody knows I'm a big Luka Doncic fan. Uh, probably Doncic. My, my favorite non-buck. I'm Slovenian, so I say the correct pronunciation. <laughs> 20 points for him tonight, 7 of 14 from the floor. Other than that... So is Anji Kopitar your favorite hockey player? Yeah, actually. No, he's not. Jonathan Tazes. Oh. I got a good Jonathan well, he's not story. Slovenian. Can't tell it uh, on the on Okay, the, on that's the air, fine. Though. And then uh, Trey Burke, 18 points tonight. Other than that, not a whole lot. How about fellow Horizon League alum Ryan Brokoff and Aussie? Yeah. Not good. Hardaway but, hey. Jr., 12 tonight. So not a whole lot from uh, Eye on the Enemy. But Bucks win for the 41st time. Back in action tomorrow night. They face the Orlando Magic. Tickets pretty much sold out for that one. So good luck. I'll be there, though. 122-107. We'll be back after this. <laughs> We're heading into the Bucks locker room to hear what the players saw on the court. Sponsored by Precision Sports. Specializing in the delivery, installation, removal, and repair of basketball hoops, exercise equipment, game tables, and backyard playgrounds. Go to PrecisionSportsOnline.com. Time now for Coach's Corner. We'll go inside the locker room here from Coach Mike Budenholzer after the Bucks win for the 41st time this season. We'll 122-107 from the Mavs. That's right, we just heard from Buzz. I, I, <laughs> I've been here since 5 a.m. today, man. That's true. <laughs> Let's hear from Giannis. Let's do it. We're just playing hard. Uh, we play with pace, moving the ball, trusting one another. And uh, even though we never making threes and um, making easy layups, we kept our composure and uh, we stick to the game plan. And that's why we were able to keep the lead. You know, we have uh, we have uh, great point guards and great players in the team. That you know, no matter what's going on, uh, they're still focusing the game. And uh, coming out in the third quarter, coach wanted us to be focused and uh, set the tone. And that's what we did all game. Even though they were making threes, easy layups, and all that stuff, we were able to you know go to our spots. Find our open teammates and uh, knock down shots. Now, how much pride do you take in outscoring them, eighty to twenty-six in the paint? Eighty to twenty-six. Eighty to twenty-six. You know that's amazing. You know when you have great shooters and great teammates that can make shots. You know the paint is wide open and uh, you can get easy layups. Um, yeah, you can get easy layups. And what about you guys? Defending, I mean, obviously they're they're shooting a lot of threes, but just defending inside and kind of holding your own, not giving them those easy opportunities. Yeah, you know, we take pride. You know, we we want them to shoot tough threes and uh, tough main rates. We don't want them to shoot easy layups and open threes, and uh, that's what we did tonight. They were able to score only 26 points, as you said. Um, we got to keep doing a great job, and if we did uh, a better job, you know, in the three-point line, we'd probably be, you know, uh, win the game way earlier. And then, what about the 
in the past few back-to-backs, the starters <coughs> have gotten to really kind of rest in the fourth quarter because you guys have handled business. Tonight, you guys play deep into the fourth quarter. How much of a mental test is it going to be get on this flight tonight? And then you obviously have Orlando waiting for you. Uh, it's, it's easy. You know, uh, I know back-to-back are tough, but, you know, uh, you got to take care of your body, you know, uh, and go into this back-to-back. Uh, as I said, you know, we, I've been, we've been doing this, we've been doing this for a long time, and um, we've played a lot of back-to-backs. And sometimes you just gotta, you know, fight through it. And um, even though we play deep in the fourth quarter, we gotta come out tomorrow and still do our jobs. Bryce, what the speaker world has been anticipating the release of your signature? Any idea when we should be anticipating? I I can't tell you that, um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be out soon, sooner or later. It's amazing. Uh, he's an amazing player. He can find his teammates. He can create his own shot. High IQ player. You know, I'm not surprised at all. I, um, you know, I went to um, Dora. He played against my brother two years ago, and I saw him. You know, up close, and I knew he was special. You know, since the day I saw him. Um, he's a big part of this team. Uh, sky's the living for him. He's going to keep getting better. And uh, you're going to hear about Luka Doncic, you know, in the future a lot. What about the next game? What do you expect from this team now? Time for some forward thinking. Sponsored by Forward Financial Partners. Moving forward together. Find your way at ffpwi.com. Bucks get the win tonight, 122-107 over the Dallas Mavericks. They're now 41-13 and on the season, 19 wins away from the Pfizer Forum, where they return tomorrow night. They'll host the Orlando Magic. Magic off tonight, coming off a 122-112 win over the Timberwolves. Is, how long is Fultz out? Are they going to be patient with him, or are they going to bring I him in? I haven't even thought about it, actually. That's right. They got him. Um, it's crazy. All these deadline moves, and I almost forgot that Fultz got traded. I was thinking about honest. how Mo Bamba's hurt. <laughs> Mo Bamba. Yeah, I, I forgot about that, too. So, yeah, that's the big one tomorrow night. A special 8 p.m. start from the Pfizer Forum. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be up there. Mitch, any uh, any predictions for tomorrow night? Is Giannis going to play? Fuck's sake. That's what I'm worried about, because I'm going to the game. I'm going to say no. Middleton will play, though. Yes, everybody else will play. All righty. Evan, any final thoughts back there, buddy? No, I mean, not a good showing from <laughs> DJ tonight, but we're going to move past it, go on to the next one. Got to gotta keep chugging. That reminded me, did you guys ever see uh, Major League? Of course. Obviously. Movie, obviously, yeah. When Marty takes over for half It's another one of those movies that you, you, you have, in order to be a, considered a human, you have to watch. Flyball, caught. That's what Evan just That's reminded me That's actually the second of. one. When I brought him in. You know, the second one was not as bad. It, it gets a bad knock. The second one was decent. They show it on MLB Network all the time. The first one is my favorite movie of all time. The uh, scene where Jake Taylor gets the phone call when he's hungover to become the catcher of the Indians. My <laughs> favorite. the very first scene of the very first yep. movie. And yep. then Back to the Miners, possibly the worst movie ever made. Part three. Is just brutal. We can forget that one exists. That'll do it for us tonight. Bucks win once again 122-107 over the Mavericks. Tomorrow night they get the magic. That one at the Pfizer Forum for Ryan Horvath, the Mayor Mitch Ross, and our intern Evan Heffelfinger. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.